Hello, everybody, and welcome. I'm Peter Goldstein, founder and chief synergy officer for We Did It That Health, where our mission is to grow the global plant-based and vegan communities so that we can see a healthy world, healthy people, animal kingdom thriving, and the planet healing. So our our way of doing that is to find better ways to inspire our friends and loved ones so communication skills relationship skills and of course getting more knowledge on all the various topics and various situations and opportunities to present the plan-based solution to our friends and loved ones well with that i am so honored today we have danielle medina with us and her business is, is Fit and Play Mama, and she's focused on children and families. And of course, this is our Babies, Children's and Families Month. So uh, of course, we are really happy and honored to, to have Danielle with us. Uh, so please uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't yet, and uh, join us on our, on our social media groups and in our conversations. Uh, and we would love to hear from you. So with that, here is uh, play, uh, pl Fit and Play Mama, Danielle Medina. Welcome, Danielle. Hi. Hello, Peter. Thank you for having me on today. It's such a pleasure to have you with us. And, and I'm so excited with all the things that you're going to to present and as i understand we even have a very special guest with us today to help you with the cooking demo and i so look forward to that yeah. so um we'd love to hear about your work and all all the ways that you're helping make this a better world yeah. so so tell us you you do classes and coaching and um We'd love to hear about your work and, and what got you inspired and involved and just everything that you'd like to share about yourself. Sure. So I can talk a little bit about my history of health. When I was a little girl, I suffered a lot of gastrointestinal issues. So I had a lot of constipation and diarrhea and bloating. And it was something that I had to deal with a lot for a long time. And even into my teenager years, I was suffering from really bad acne, very painful. It was embarrassing for myself being a teenager. And, and I would put makeup on my face to hide it. And I always knew that it had to do with the health of my body. So I started, I was, I love to exercise. That was something that I've done since I was a little girl. I love to dance, I love to move. And it was just really something that I wanted to focus on when I was in college. So I started learning about the body, the anatomy. Um, and then I decided that I wanted to focus on nutrition. So I have a bachelor's degree in food science and nutrition. And I live here in New York City. I went to Brooklyn College, which is a really great college. And I learned so much. But the thing that was missing was the plant-based nutrition aspect. They talked about at that time when I was in college, that it was the, the pyramid, the food pyramid. And it really had an emphasis it did have an emphasis on fruits vegetables but there was other things that i actually felt that was really affecting my body which was milk right cow's milk and there were certain meat products as well that were on the included in the food pyramid now fast forward when i was in my 20s one day i was in the kitchen and i was making it was i think it was a cinnamon roll and I, I just made it and I was very much a sugar addict. I, I love sugar. That's something that was, I was, that was my go-to when I just even just needed a snack. I would have a cookie or something like that. And I literally was keeling over in the kitchen as I was making, as I was eating it. And I said, that's it. I really need to stop what is happening. This 
is not healing my body. This is actually causing a ton of inflammation in my body. And I need to get to the root of that problem. And even still at that point, I was still suffering from a lot of acne, painful acne in my 20s. So I started to go on this journey of just reading. I loved to read. I love, I, I have tons of books and I kept reading about this plant-based nutrition and or being vegan or just foods that were really nourishing and healthy for the body. So then once I started to learn more and more about plant-based nutrition, I really said, okay, I'm going to really focus on how to incorporate that into my diet. Well, in 2015, I had my daughter and I wanted my pregnancy to be very, very uneventful. So I still worked out through my entire pregnancy. I was teaching my classes, running from Manhattan to Brooklyn. And it was so great, right? Because I felt good. I felt energized. But I also knew that I had to increase my plant foods. And some it was just in it was just instinctual. I just felt like I knew that I had to do this, not only for me, but for the health of my baby. And when I had a great pregnancy and a great birth, and so after that, I was approaching, uh, I was had a birthday and I was approaching 40 and I was like, okay, now I really need to start focusing on my health because I want to continue to have all of this energy, all of this amazing, all the things that I'm doing, I need the energy. So I, I decided I was going to find something to help me, right? So at that time, I had a contact with the, at that moment, it was the Brooklyn Borough President, Eric Adams. The one, the contact that I had sent me to Plant Powered Metro New York. Now they are a nonprofit organization that are based, they're based here in New York. And they had a mentorship program, which for 30 days, I was assigned a retired physician. And we went through all of the things that could help me improve my health, but also bring me into this plant-based world and feel completely healthy and happy. So I did that in 20. 2021 at the beginning of the year. And I never looked back. I have been enjoying this journey for, for now. It's been two years and I absolutely love it that I was able to, and I'll talk about it in a moment, but I was able to get certifications and teaching plant-based nutrition and was able to apply this to my nutrition degree. And it's just been such an amazing experience. And I, absolutely love sharing that story with my with my audience and with my uh, participants when they're taking my class because I want to let them know that it's something that I wasn't sure if I could do, right? I wasn't sure if I could go completely plant-based and be healthy and feel good, but I was able to do that. So I don't know if Peter, are you still there? <laughs> If you're not, that's okay, because I can still talk. <laughs> I can talk a lot about how wonderful it is to not only raise, now I'm raising my daughter, and at that time, we were all mainly vegetarian. We did have an occasional fish and some eggs, uh, but now when I make dinner, it's completely plant-based, which just means that we are honoring our plate with our vegetables, fruits, whole grains, and legumes. And that actually in the background, that graphic right there, that poster, something that I use a lot in my classes because I want people to see how powerful the plant-based diet is. What wonderful. Well, excuse me. I, I think it's it's on my end. We're having some technical issues. I have gone off a couple times, and I'm really glad that you can still keep presenting. So so let's assume that everything's totally on my end, and StreamYard is going to keep everything rolling. And so please keep going, even if I disappear again. So thank yeah. you for that. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So uh, we. We have a question, and Marquita was asking, what did your friends think about your new knowledge? 
So what did my friends think about my new knowledge? Is that what was the question? Yes. Okay. Yes. So a lot of them are very curious. They want to know how am I, where do I get all this energy from? How am I able to do all this stuff? And you know, in I really think that it's you you model what you do, right? Right. So if people see that you are looking good, you're feeling good, and the energy that's exuding from you, then it's something a bit of a it's an attractor. People want to know more about what it is that you're doing. And I just I what I do is I just give people my perspective. I don't try to change anyone. I don't try to force anyone to do anything. I just give them what has worked for me and what has some of the things that I've seen that has worked has worked with my clients. And then I let people then make their decision. And if they are starting to say, hey, you know what? I, I think I would like to have a, a session with you. I think I really would like to learn more about what you're doing and especially if it's their their parents and they see that my daughter has really really pretty good food habits i would say i mean there are those occasional birthday parties of course that we go to that there's cookies and there's cake and there's pizza and we don't want to vilify that right we don't want to say to our children that you never have this or because that's something that when you say that it, it kind of can make them feel bad or not included so i always give her the choice of if you want it, you can have it we just don't want to have a lot of it right because you're not your body's not used to it and the mat and, and in fact when she does have that chocolate cake right that's at a birthday party she actually doesn't she doesn't really finish the whole piece and then right away she's like i need i need water <laughs> i need water because her palate is saying and her body is saying that is a lot of sugar and <laughs> we need to like flush that out right away. So I'm actually, I, I'm like, wow, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> that really is. That's beautiful. I was wondering how you manage that, how, how to keep her from, from having too much of it. But, and I love it. This is brilliant. You're, you're supporting her and being in tune with her body and, and, and supporting her, giving her the feedback and giving her the support that, yeah, this is, <laughs> your body's telling you this and this is important. I, that's, that's beautiful. Yes. Because right. You can get into all kinds of things if you will vilify it or, or right. Make it, make it, yeah, there's just all all the psychological stuff that I I wouldn't even know how to get into, but uh, all all the things that that we all do just just out of the wrong reasons. And so being sounds like you're a really great mom. So that's beautiful. I try, you know, and we have, and as parents know, you know, we have our days where we have a lot of patience, and there are days when we don't have so much patience, and that's okay. <laughs> There again, when I'm teaching families, I teach them about mindfulness because that's a huge part of health, right? That is a part of the wheel of the lifestyle uh, medicine, right? Where we want to eat well, we want to move well, but we also want to give time to ourselves. So if you are literally at the top of the cap of your patience, sometimes you may need to say to your child, you're going to have to give me time. <laughs> you're going to have to give me time. And that's okay because that is the whole point of parenting. Parenting is it's a flow. It's an ebb and flow of things that are happening, things that you're trying to communicate to your child and your child's trying to communicate to you. And we don't get a handbook, right? When you have a child, when you leave, <laughs> whether you give birth at home or whether you give birth at a hospital, you don't get this handbook that says, okay, this is like chapter one. This is what you do. So we're all learning. And I think that you build that community, right? You build, you find you find your group of friends and a group of, of other parents where you know that, hey, I'm feeling like this today. What do you, what do, you do when your child is doing this? Or and you go back and forth and you say, hey, I do this and this helped. This has helped me. And you're like, oh, OK, I'm going to try that next time. So I think community is such a huge thing, especially 
when you are a parent or a caregiver, right? Even the caregivers who are doing such an amazing job taking care of our children. They have really amazing, I've seen them, they, they do such amazing work with a lot of children that it's uh, something that's really important to have that community. Beautiful. Well, I, I apologize. I keep dropping off here, and I so I'm I'm not following the things you're talking about. I heard you talk about community. So, in community, are you were you referring to the community of children, the community of families? Which, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whether it's a community of families or if like I have my community of plant-based support, right? Because there, there can be times where it can be challenging, especially in social environments where I, uh, you feel like you're making the choices that you make to be healthy sometimes can be a little bit intimidating to people. And it's I'm no I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad about their food choices. I just want for people to be healthy. And if I can help them, I would love to help them. So Peter, actually I would like to share if you are there. Can I share my presentation? Let's see. So I've enabled it. You enabled it. Okay. Great. And can you tell me, is this look like full screen right now? Peter. Yep. Does it look full screen? I'm gonna take that as a yes. <laughs> okay, so once again, I wanna thank everyone for coming today and joining us. And I am so excited to be joining We Did It Health live stream program. And I want to let you know that this presentation is about educating children and parents about healthy eating and we will explore skills needed to teach helpful eating habits to children in a fun and playful experience as parents and caregivers it's part of our mission to learn about how food choices and healthy habits can impact our child's physical and mental development we will explore the practical strategies for engaging children in healthy eating habits in a way that is enjoyable and meaningful to you so right here, as you can see in my uh, first picture here, that is in one of my culinary education classes. And this is really great because you get to see the kids really having an amazing fun with their food. They're so colorful and playful. And we'll talk more about that. Okay, Peter, can you see this? Okay, I think, think I've got my connection stable now. For the moment, anyways, yes, I can see it. And uh, yeah, please, please proceed. Great. Okay. So I'm going to go over just a quick overview of what early childhood nutrition education is. This is a crucial step in promoting healthy eating habits and promote, providing young children with the knowledge and skills needed to make informed choices. Then we're going to talk about plant-based culinary education. And these classes that I teach often include interactive, hands-on activities, such as cooking demonstrations, food tastings, and recipe development. Children will learn about nutritional benefits of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and legumes, as well as how to incorporate the foods into their diet in creative and delicious ways. And then... We will talk about meal plan ideas and substitutions. If your child has any food allergies, we can see how we can have food substitutions. And then finally, we're gonna have a fun cooking demo to basically wrap it all up. <laughs> so this is gonna, I'm gonna invite my daughter who is eight years old and we'll do a little cooking demo. So here I am with my daughter doing a cooking demo. 
And I just wanted to give you a quick overview of myself. So I am a certified yoga and fitness instructor. I've been teaching for about 20 years, loving what I do. I absolutely love meeting people. I love learning about what their needs are and how to really have them achieve their goals. I'm also a plant-based nutritionist. As I said, I have a food science and nutrition degree background, and I love learning about evidence-based research and how to really get the body healthy and staying healthy, uh, even through your uh, advanced age. I'm also a food for life instructor. Now this is a certification through the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. And it's a nonprofit organization based in Washington, D.C. that's doing pretty amazing work. And I have incorporated all of the things that I've learned over the years and created my own business called Fit and Play Mama. And this is a lifestyle coaching business where I teach people, families, individuals, and also organizations on how to live healthier, how to move healthier, eat healthier, and really keep their mental wellness in check. And this is my website, fitandplaymama.com. So let's dive into early childhood nutrition education. Picture this. A little child, curious and energetic, they walk into whether it's the kitchen or a classroom and they be, they're greeted by either their caregiver giver, or their teacher. They put on an apron and a chef's hat and it makes them feel like a real chef. You sit them down at a table filled with colorful bowls and cookware. Their eyes bright light up and with excitement as they gaze upon the bright and fresh fruits and vegetables in front of them. You can't believe your luck, right? When you see this crispy green cucumber, they are so eager to grab their child-sized knife and cut right into it. At that moment, you're not just playing with your food, but you're learning about it. This is the magic of early childhood education, nutrition education. It has to be very uh, just welcoming and engaging for them. And this story is what I observe in many of my culinary education programs. And I'd like to show you some of the ways that you can recreate this in your own home. Let's fill in the blank here. As of 2017 to 2022, what is the percentage of children from two to 19 years of age that are overweight or obese. And you can just pop that in your mind, think about that for a moment. What would be that number? Well, here in the US, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, over 19% of children ages two to 19 years are overweight and obese. Unfortunately, this number is rising with each passing year. Now, children from ages two to four it's about 12%. And then children from 6 to 11, it's about 20% who are overweight or obese. And then children from 12 to 19 years, it rises to 22%. So this, as you can see, as they get older, they're starting to become more overweight or obese. And we are in witnessing the increase of chronic illnesses in our children. So the role of an early childhood nutrition educator has the power to change this. And we really want to have parents involved and care, caregivers as well. So some of the questions that I ask when I am teaching my classes is what strategies do you use to make nutrition education engaging and fun for young children? And Sometimes I hear things where it's like, well, we could have children cook with us, right? Or maybe we could have them involved in meal planning. 
And the other thing I'd like to add when I teach my classes is how do we involve parents and caregivers in this nutrition education effort? So we really want to make sure that we help them with specific goals to achieve. One of them is this, it's called a seed to table. And this is a really great way of like teaching kids where your food comes from and how to, it highlights gardening and being outside maybe, right? If you have a garden or if there's a community garden that you can go to. The other thing is it's called scrub your veggies. It's a tactile and it's a tactile activity and you get to identify some of the plant-based foods. And then I often host some picky eater workshops for parents and caregivers. And this helps uh, parents to understand some of the tips on how to have food available and trying and offering it as many times because sometimes it does take more than one or two times to offer new food to your child. So here's a song that I like to teach to my kids in my classes and it goes like this. Are you ready? Are you ready for cooking class? For cooking class? I see the rainbow colors of all the yummy food. Red, orange, and yellow, green, purple, and blue. And these songs really welcome those little chefs right into our class. And this is something that you can teach from a very early age. Make it fun, make, make it musical. That's something where you can mix food, music, and so much more expressions in the kitchen. So, and that gets the attention of the children. So we can go even further into how this can work with children's nutrition education. Now, according to the Physicians Committee for Responsible Me Medicine, children who are raised on a healthful vegan diet have a reduced risk of heart disease, cancer, obesity, diabetes, and other conditions. So here is the Food for Life Power Plate. And this again is from the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, where I teach my Food for Life classes. I love to incorporate this. It really emphasizes on where all the plant-based foods come from, right? And we use this plate to promote in three ways, specifically. And one is to promote healthy habits. Right? We want to make sure that children are getting a positive experience with their food. And we don't want to be pushy with our food. What we want to do is always have those foods available on the table. This is something that's going to make a habit. Right, If they see this as a, as a food that's being offered quite often, this will become a habit. And then they will be more likely to try it. We also want to encourage diversity, right? Using the plant-based chart can help children of all different cultures and all that eat different cuisines. And this is not just one type of uh, plate. So if you are a descendant from, say, you have, you love Indian food or you like Chinese food or you like, um, some African-American soul food, or if you like Italian food, there are many different options that you can use and learn about having those same foods, but making them healthier and making them really delicious and, and tasty for your family. And the final thing is about supporting sustainability. Now, plant-based food is also environmentally sustainable than say animal-based products. And this is important because young children need to learn about sustainability and in the environment and, and how we're responsible of un and understand our impact of food choices. And this is something where you teach maybe to older kids, right? More uh, elementary, uh, upper elementary and up. But even the younger kids, you can talk about sustainability in a fun way. So here are some of my classes that I've taught and 
These are really fun classes. Some of them are virtual, some of them are in person and they're super engaging. The families love it and it shows no matter where you come from or what background you have, everyone is invited to the table. Everyone is invited to learn about their food and how to eat healthy, colorful food. If you look right here at these two pictures, it is bursting with colors. I usually say to my, my families, let's eat the rainbow, right? And you want to really have, create this environment that is warm and that is colorful, engaging. And that's a huge part of what we do in our classes. And to finalize all of everything that I said, this is a great picture of the rainbow and children get to put the different plant-based foods according to their color on the rainbow. Again, this is something that is going to be a habit. The more that they see these foods, the more that they're gonna be interested in it and they're going to find it a very great experience for them. So taste the yum, yummy rainbow of plant-based foods. And I'd like to, leave my um, contact information here if anyone needs to contact me and learn more about my my business and yeah and that is the end of my presentation well thank you so much for that and i i i love your approach with kids and and the playfulness this is this is so important because it's so important that that I'd love to see more people really engage their kids for nutrition rather than, unfortunately, I, I'm, I notice so often that people just do the easy thing and, and people, people who are giving their kids the sugar snacks and, and just, just to, I, I don't know, just to get them out of their hair, I suppose, and, and not really to engage. The disconnection is, is really sad for me. Uh, so thank you for, for that. And um, if everybody has your contact info, I'm going to remove your presentation here. Um, here we go. So um, I have a couple comments. I have Claudia here. Um, let me see if I can put this up on screen. Uh, Claudia here is asking about grains um, leading to short life. How's... How, what what have you uh, seen in your in your learning on that uh, eating eating leg, leg, legumes um, and very little grains? Um, what are your thoughts? Yes, so I do notice that she says in Chinese wushu medicine that they often often talk about nutrition leading to longevity or short life and. So I don't know much about Chinese wushu medicine. And I, what I can only say is that from my experience, from the evidence-based research that I have been looking at, is that actually the populations that eat a lot of grains live healthier, I would say healthier, longer lives. So the, the, uh, the thing that comes to the top of my head is, say, uh, Japan, they, they eat a lot of green, they eat a lot of rice, uh, as well as in China, right? And if they are eating mostly the plant-based foods, right, because originally a lot of cultures were mainly plant-based, right? Because, say, even in the hunter-gathering po population where our ancestors it's really difficult to be able to hunt for, um, you know, meat. And then you have to, it, it takes a lot of effort. Whereas like they were eating a lot of, of the um, root vegetables, tubers, and those populations had um, less chronic illnesses and diseases. When you are eating grains, if they're whole grains, so if they're brown rice, I love, I actually love quinoa, I love farro, I love millet. I, I mean, I, I eat them all, but it's really, I, I, it's, it's full of fiber, 
right? So when you're eating something that has a lot of fiber, it's going to make you, it's going to keep you regular, right? Because that's important. You know, we talk, we have to talk about that. Like, it's a very important part. Then yes, whole grains, wonderful. I, I would say if you're somebody who is experienced or maybe has had some issues with grains, it could be other things that are causing that. Maybe not necessarily the whole grains. So you may want to look deeper into your diet. But that's just my perspective of what I've learned from, from my studying. Beautiful. Uh, and it just reminds me the whole food plant-based lifestyle and all the evidence that's behind the, the power of a whole food plant-based diet and lifestyle. The whole foods is key. And, and so often, I'm, I'm sure the processing and the amounts of processing make a huge difference. So really, white bread is so processed and has so low nutrition. And so, so there's, there is a huge variety of, of grains and, and eating whole grains, certainly eating whole everything from what I understand and and of course, I'm not a doctor or, or even a nutritionist, but I'm. I have. I've heard many of them speak about about the research, and the research says that unprocessed whole whole grains are really really important. Absolutely, yes, and so, so exactly. So we can't group all of all of our grains into one into one plate, right? It's be like it has exactly. It has to be all whole grains that we're eating and consuming. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that most of our community is, is plant-based, uh, but we do have a question from somebody who seems like maybe she's not. Um, and she's saying that she is 36 weeks pregnant. Her aunt, who she's living with, uh, wants her to eat healthier. Um, and she's wondering what that what could be healthier. She she says she's eating pretty healthy already, but uh, I I would say what what would your thoughts be on that? And of course, you're not a doctor, so we're not giving medical advice here. But uh, for for somebody who's pregnant, what what are the things that you, that you would recommend they they research and look into? Correct. Yeah. So I would definitely check in with your doctor, make sure that you're having a healthy pregnancy and just checking blood work, all those routine things that you do. Um, again, from my point of, of view, when I had, when I was pregnant and I just felt healthier when I was eating more whole foods. And at that time I wasn't a hundred percent plant-based, whole food plant-based, but I do know that I felt healthier just from my own reaction of my body that when I was eating foods that were on this power plate, it was, it definitely felt great. It felt, I felt great. And again, because whole food, so only plant-based foods have fiber. That's the only foods that we consume that have fiber. So meats, cheese, eggs, they have zero fiber in it. And why is fiber so important? Because it helps us flush out any excess. It's like our, it's our own detox system, right? I mean, when we eat something, we have to get it out of our body as soon as we can, right? We don't want to let it stay in our bodies for too long. So that being said, if we know that plant-based foods are the only foods that have fiber in them, then you really want to think, okay, then that must mean that I need to eat a lot more fibrous foods. So I, that would be my suggestion. If you, if you want to, um, you know, add any more healthy foods to your diet right now, think about what fruits you like and vegetables, whole grains and legumes, which are bean and beans. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. So I understand that we have a special guest who's going to join us. Um, 
Uh, I we have about 20 minutes left in our hours. So when would you like to bring her on? I think this is a great time, actually. I'm going to put my, so we, we're going to put on our apron because that, again, you want to make it fun, right? We're in the kitchen. We want to have a fun time in the kitchen. So sometimes it's like costume play, you, you know, like you're putting on different costumes. Well, today we're putting on our chef costume, right? And here I'm going to bring my, my beautiful daughter, my beautiful daughter and chef in making. This is Maya. Hello, Maya. Welcome. All right. So this is my friend. So Peter. glad you're with us. Hi. So we will be making, what are we making? I think I told you today what we're making, right? Chia seed pudding. Ah. <laughs> we are going to be making a chia seed pudding. And this is I, such a. Yes. <laughs> Do you like chia seeds, Peter? Peter? Oh, I love chia seed pudding. Yes. Right. So I, I will. I will definitely come back because I should be able to make this too then, right? It looks oh, like absolutely. fun. Good. Absolutely. All right. Well, so we have all of our ingredients here. I am there. And, and that's okay. It's okay to kind of snack while you, you are eating, right? Because it's all good food. Okay. So first thing we're going to do is we're going to get our blender out, right? And then we're going to just start putting all of our ingredients together. Now the chia seed pudding that we're making specifically today is called a strawberry chia seed pudding. It's very good. And this one, I actually got this recipe from the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. I like to use their recipes. They are so good. They really know how they have a, the, the great thing about the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine is that they have physicians, they have nutritionists, they have dietitians, they have nurses all working to create these wonderful recipes. And then what what we do sometimes is we make our own recipes as well, right? We have so many really delicious recipes that we like make. We made an apple cookie and we made avocado chocolate mousse and we made a lot. Right. And it inspires us, right? Because once you start to learn how to make one thing, you, you get inspired to be creative, right? And just make different things. Okay, so we have, the first thing we're gonna do is our frozen strawberries, right? So we're gonna put that in, good. Then the next thing we're going to add are our, our chia seeds. So I, it calls for three tablespoons. Let me get my, out. So we're going to do three tablespoons. We can scoop that in and then pour that. Yep. One and two and one more. Whoa, that's a lot. <laughs> Whoa, and three. Okay. We really like our chia seeds. <laughs> okay. Now we're going to add, let's see. We're going to add some maple syrup, and this calls for one tablespoon of maple syrup. We right. used four tablespoons already. That's right, right? Because we used three for the chia seed and one for the maple syrup. Okay, we put that in there. If you don't have maple syrup, you can also use either coconut nectar or you can use agave syrup. Uh, but we love, I love maple syrup. I love the taste of it. Okay, now we're going to cut up a lemon. So I'm going to put this over here to the side right here. And actually, I'm wearing a costume. I'm wearing one of the <laughs> costumes. Oh, cool. So this is actually a really cool knife. This is a child size knife. It's very, it's not too sharp, right? So we want to always practice our claw fingers, right? So one hand is holding the knife, the other hand is like a claw. I do a claw for when I'm doing the monkey bars. Yes, that's right. And then we're gonna cut that, right? 
So this calls for one teaspoon of a lemon or lemon juice, right? So actually you're gonna cut it like maybe like right here. Okay, so we're gonna go down. Yep, see, and it cuts right through. So that's really great. I'm gonna get the lemon squeezer and then we're gonna squeeze that right in. Okay, you're gonna put that in. Let me bring this back over and then you're gonna do a good squeeze. Yeah. Ooh, and you build some muscles up with that <laughs> and, squirt, and it squirts everywhere. <laughs> but the great thing about lemon is that it's like an air freshener. It just smells, just makes the whole room smell so good. Good, very good. Okay, we're gonna put that now to the side. We added our lemon and now looking at, okay, we're gonna do a pinch of salt. So let me grab the salt. Salt just gives it a little bit of, um, just to balance out that sweetness. So just a pinch, you can put your hand out. Pinch. Okay, there you go, just a pinch of salt. And then we're going to add a half a cup of our plant-based milk. I'm using, this is an unsweetened almond milk. You can also use soy milk and, and coconut milk. Anything else? Peanut butter milk. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think there's a peanut butter milk, but <laughs> if you wanted to, you maybe could put some peanut butter in it. But yes, if you had a nut allergy, you could do soy milk, or you could do, there are seed milks as well, right? Sunflower, there's hemp seed milk, or you could just put water in this, right? You didn't have to put any type of plant-based milk. And let me grab, so it's a cup and a half, so I want to make sure that I get this correctly. So we have, somebody wants to stop. It's a little bit there. You want to pour that in? We're going to pour almost all of it in. There we go. Okay. Great. And then uh, what I like to do is add a little bit. I love this coconut milk yogurt. Well, I like the um, a different type of yogurt. Yeah, which one do you like? Um, I forgot what it's called. Oh, cashew milk? Yeah. Cashew milk yogurt. That's a really good one, too. And the, any kind of uh, plant-based yogurt, if you wanted to add, you're just going to add one tablespoon into that, okay? Hmm. And then that is it. We did five tablespoons. We did all together. Yeah. We do math, right? Not only are we cooking, but we're doing math and we're we're doing lots of different things. Okay, so I'm going to put my blender on so you're gonna hear maybe the blender for a moment or maybe just silence, but we're gonna cook it up. So Peter, if you wanna add a little something in there while we're doing that, just for 30 seconds. <laughs> hey, we, we have our orchestra ready to go. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I I would love to see some more questions. We'd be happy to answer your questions. And I'm just loving this. I'm loving watching you and Maya, uh, Danielle. You guys are such a team. I I can totally see uh, all kinds of all kinds of school kids. I would really love to see kids in school doing what you guys are doing. And and I really hope that what you're offering here is inspiring and and we'll get some more kids. So um, yeah, would love would love it. And for ambassadors, what we're looking for is is uh, seeds to inspire. And maybe at some point in the near future, Danielle, we can we can figure out some some ways, some seeds that ambassadors can plant. If we can have a short video show show schools how fun it is for kids to to be cooking, and of course all the other things, doing math and everything in the process, and having a good time. You know, would love to would love to together inspire some more schools, some more children to be doing what you guys are doing because you're you're amazing. Thank you, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome back on screen. <laughs> well, thank you. All right. So we have our this is delicious. It's delicious. See, that's what we want to hear. We want it, we want <laughs> we want we want them to literally be licking all of it, right? Okay, so we're gonna put that away. And then we're gonna so now that we have our chia seed pudding here, 
We're going to top it off with some fruit, right? Because we're not done yet. We're going to add some more fruit. So we have some blueberries and we have some strawberries that we're going to cut up, right? So I have Maya has her strawberry. I have my strawberry. And we're going to just cut it up into little slices. And the fun thing about this is you get to make your own creation, art creation, food art creation, right? So I love to tell the families and the classes when, when I'm teaching classes that you get to not only make beautiful art, but now you get to eat your art. And that's not always so, right? When we go to say a museum, right? You, you can't necessarily eat the art that's in the museum, right? <laughs> no, but this is art that you can actually make. You can take a picture of it. You can show your family and friends. And you can, and because it's summertime here in New York City, and it's great to uh, have this as, say, like, uh, as a party treat, right? If you have a party and you want to offer something instead of the traditional cookies and cakes, this is actually really good. The kids will really enjoy this. Okay. And then we're just going to finish up with some banana. And we should be ready to taste. Okay, so I'm going to cut. Here's a banana. Oops. Here. Got it. Okay. One and two. Good. And then I'm just going to do maybe three. And I'm going to put them right in the middle. Okay. Are you ready to show your food creations? Okay. Let's come to the camera. And here we go. This is, whoop. That's my food creation. Maya, you want to show yours? Mine is a Wow. Here we go. Look at these beautiful food creations. And now we get to taste it. So let me get our special spoons out. Here's Maya's special spoon. My spoon. All right. Are you ready to taste it? It says happy family. Wow. <laughs> okay, you ready? That's a... Let's taste it. Mmm. Mm. It is so refreshing. It's hot. It's hot here in New York City. So this is the what a perfect thing to eat on a nice sunny summer day. Delicious. Mm. Oh, that that's beautiful. So Maya, we're wondering how your friends like your cooking. Have you had a chance to share your cooking with your friends? Yes. My friend Jolie has a dog and she loves the food. She loves the food. Yes. Beautiful. So I'm sorry, did you say your friend or did you say your friend has a dog? Yeah, she has a dog. Did I hear you right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And does your dog like the food or is it your friend that likes the food? <laughs> okay, good. All right. <laughs> Good. And yeah, we don't want to share with the dog, right? It's too too good to share with dogs. <laughs> um, so what else do you make, Maya? Tell us about some of the other foods you make. We make mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. Yep, the vegan mac and cheese. We made, so we just finished up a summer camp. And part of the summer camp was doing plant-based cooking here in, in New York. So we had a group of families that we were having lots of fun outside, lots of outdoor fun. But then we came in and then we made a pasta salad and a fruit pasta salad and uh, an apple cookie, avocado mm -hmm. mousse. Mm -hmm. And we made overnight cut oats. Wow. That's that's awesome. That's yeah. wonderful. And and so all your friends helped cook? Yes. Yes. Okay, well, it looks like you're really enjoying that pudding. <laughs> um <laughs> I think, yeah, uh, I think that's a wrap <laughs> with her. <laughs> Neither do I. I know how to wrap. Well, so, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sorry, my internet is acting up. I'm not hearing all of what you're saying. I hope you can hear me, but every, everybody here watching is is uh, chiming in with how delicious this looks. I think everybody would love to have a sample of what you guys made. So oh, yeah. unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately we can't be there for it, but maybe we can all try making it. Maya, yeah. can we call you if we get stuck? If I get stuck trying to make it, can I call you for help? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Well, thank you for, thank you for sharing that. Um, let me see what other questions might we have here. Um, well, and and so uh, if if I may, I I'd like to ask you this question here. It's not exactly related to what you've just done, but where where did it go? I thought I put it up on screen. Um, there, I think that's it. No, that's not it. Let me find it here. There we go. Uh, which legumes and fruits can you put for uh, freeze for the winter? Put in the freezer for the winter. And and Claudia says that she doesn't think tomatoes do all that well. Uh, what 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 would you recommend for freezing for the winter? Oh yeah, there are plenty of legumes. So we have. The, the, any, actually, I have made a pot of black beans, and I've made chickpeas, I've made uh, the soybeans, and I make a big batch, and then I freeze them in my freezer for, I think they're good for about three three months, if I'm not, if I'm remembering correctly on my food safety Class, but I believe it's about three months that you can um, freeze them and then you can have them. And then as far as fruits, anytime your fruit, if you can't finish all your fruits and you start to, they start to, um, they, they look like they're going to go bad, just chop them, chop them up, put them in a, um, a, a plastic bag or something that a container, right? If you don't want to do plastic, you can do a container, cover it up, put it into the freezer and it should be good for a while as well. So any pretty much, I would say almost any of the berries, bananas, um, yeah, th there's mangoes and pineapples. So yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you for that. So looks like we have Sandra here who's met you before. Yeah. Uh, Sandra says, hello, Maya. It looks, looks like you've grown up so much in just a few months since we first met. Wow. You're so lovely. And I must agree with that. I thank you. What do you say? Such a pleasure to have you here, Maya. There you go. Okay. Uh, back to freezing beans. I guess Claudia says uh, she's been freezing beans for a year. They are delicious okay. for me and the cats. I guess she shares her beans with her cats. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, then her cats are really healthy as well. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think we're coming up to the top of the hour. Anybody else have any questions you'd like to ask? Or Maya, any more words of wisdom you'd like to share? And, and, uh, and we look forward to seeing you again. I like cats and I like dogs too. Yeah. Oh, you do? Nice. Do you have any? No. No? Okay. But you like other, your friends have dogs and cats that you like. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, with that, um, uh, we, we're going to wrap it up and Claudia says very beautiful live stream. Thank you so much. And Claudia, it's our pleasure. And thank you for being with us and participating. And you know what, actually what I'll do here is I'll put up your contact information here. So if anybody didn't catch it, I would like to grab that real quick. It's, uh, this is, Absolutely. this is. Yeah. So they can yes. read 
directly at either my website, fitandplaymama.com, or they can email me at info at fitandplaymama.com. Yeah. And we also do yoga, cooking, and yeah. Yeah. We do all of it. <laughs> wow. So, so you do yoga. That's That sounds like fun. Maya, you like yoga. Wow. I can do a backbend kick over and I can do cartwheels and split and yeah. She's wow. she yeah, she goes to gymnastics, so she can do her gymnastics moves. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, ladies, thank you so much for being with us. And and with that I think we'll we'll uh, close out and say let's say goodbye to everybody who joined us and Thank you, everybody, and we look forward to next time. And Maya, if you'd like to see how you did with this and watch it, you can you can find this video on YouTube on the We Did It That Health YouTube channel, so you can come and, and watch this. And we look forward to having you again sometime soon. Will you join us again? Yes, yeah. totally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you. thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Peter. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.